0: Hello and welcome to the Fingal Poetry Festival podcast. In these podcasts, in 10 minutes or less, we bring you into the heart and mind of a poet. In today's episode, Louis de Poir.
1: My name is Louis de Poir. I'm an Irish language poet. I'm from Cork originally, but living now on the edge of the Connemara Gaeltacht. The Horacha Agus Eusebio. Ta marmer ho flourisha er a mileisha, go in a cosine dienta than a gloch van, Temple cafe at our rear, ecturgin mana on imigain. Iler go gunchein vort derihein, na er a ground who will cush elephant fay so close mo, will rean the hiasachta er a ganoit huata, a laurin shee. A free height or winter na height. Chulin shee, hom maul, is dama cruis galan, a umperike ericoun. A suil styduil a tastel, or in a good dinnet and sluah. Could you not a gavour, a rayon mcnock ould howl? Er a skylanos ta fair bale fui er ruach na houn, ta teelane a yarager is preached a gar. Lalive catige her rome inine, wherever ish shinte, coshtrinne, so sore a bui. Nay, nor hula derun radio are all, nor fadanish, good lahig and lak airs, good drum oig and talov, good for na fallee at a toke of adring, some and tatacht, at a taht. Then picture hobbyo, good dwarf and laur, good the live aheena, her rompel and a dee. Is on Rio Grande, Gooling Lahar a Hrihe, is a Ralish, a Ganuint Huata, the Vair the Hul, Gulter Fehev, Leshain is a Inine Gaun, Imaya, Hogal, a Marmor, will Ban, a Frehoild, Kukuin, Ergach's drawing chair, Da Dagan Hui, a Loric Termin on Dinen, a Green Dinne, a Vadern on Varige. Sedora Gert, touring. Sanctuary. Marble is so plentiful here; the footpaths are made of white stone. Around a cafe run by an immigrant woman, a solid citizen from elsewhere, she and the tree with the elephant's foot in the square outside seem untroubled by the fact there are traces of some other place. The thick dialect she speaks as she serves the locals. She walks as slowly as though she had a full picture on her head as her majestic eyes travel from face to face in the crowd to the ocean that's miles away over the crest of those mountains. On the screen in front of me there's a man in a red t-shirt and short pants face down beside the river, one arm around his daughter as though they were stretched on a beach On a perfect summer's day But they not heard the radio declare It won't be long now Till the ice melts and the earth dries Till the walls we've built between us And whatever evil lies ahead are toppled The picture is so real You'd swear you could reach out Across the flood and the Rio Grande Shake him by the shoulder And tell him in the thick dialect of your eyes and hands they're waiting for him and his brown daughter in a town white as marble where a woman is patiently waiting on every stranger who comes looking for respite from the strange weather of the human heart the length and breadth of ireland away from the sea it saw tears without frontiers One of the more fundamental experiences of my life was being an emigrant and then an immigrant and realising that the two things are not the same at all, uh, that you leave an emigrant from a particular place where you still have certain rights and certain, a certain sense of entitlement, and while you're in the air, you're turned into this thing called an immigrant, and uh, you arrive in another country where you're treated as as alien, I suppose. And I lived for nearly 10 years in Australia. And um, we arrived in the middle of the night into Melbourne Airport with two small children and everything we could carry with us in big uh, bags. I'm not sure what they were made of. They weren't quite plastic, but they weren't much more than that. And very quickly i got into an argument with a taxi driver who was refusing to take all the bags to where we were going to live and um we weren't getting very far really and i was getting irritated and he was getting irritated and then he realized that uh we 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 were coming to stay and he said oh you're an immigrant It's the first time anybody had ever... I'd I'd never heard anybody use the word before. And the obvious answer to that would be, no, no, I'm I'm Irish. We go where we like and we're always welcome and you would hardly know we're here. And sure, yeah, we're great crack. Um, And I realised immediately that was a good thing for him because he'd been an immigrant as well. So he put all the bags into the car, which was against the law, and stopped at a shop along the way, turned the meter off so we could get food for the baby. So... I suppose ever since then, I've been conscious that my own a formative part of my own experience is the experience of being made welcome somewhere else as an immigrant. And I came back to Ireland in the late 90s and not terribly long after that, there was a kind of a surge in immigration into Ireland. And I thought we dealt with the whole thing very badly. I thought our government behaved disgracefully. And I thought that as a people collectively we behaved shamefully when we changed the constitution to ensure that a person would not be an Irish citizen by right of birth in the country. I think that's still a blemish on our record as a sovereign people and a republic. So it's continued to be a big issue for me and... I suppose in that poem, you know, our our capacity to sustain empathy and indignation over a period of time is not great. So when we initially saw images of people in danger of drowning, coming across dangerous waters, we were all appalled by all of that. Um, they stopped us, They stopped showing and publishing those images very shortly after that uh, is another aspect of that. But then there was a, an image of um, a man who had drowned coming across from Mexico into the U.S. And that stopped us all in our tracks for probably about a day or so. And I, I thought it was the most extraordinary image, and it should have been like many of the other images we've seen recently online and elsewhere, it should have been an image that changed the world, but it didn't. And I think it's the big question and the big moral issue of our time. Just when I was reading the point there, I also was trying to work out why I had references in there to climate change, because there's a bit of that there as well. And the thing about climate change is that so much of it is beyond us. And yet there's a huge amount of tension, ethical and political and economic, around us. Um, but the two things are connected. The story of migration and sustainability are, are connected. But the big difference is we actually can do something
0: about migration. And just kind of coming back to to the writing of it, then, like it, it's quite a, a long poem. So, like, do the ideas just kind of you're like accordion out like, uh, as as you're as you're moving forward, or well, how does that happen for you generally?
1: So, yeah, I, I imagine many of the people you've interviewed on this series say the same thing. Uh, I, I had no idea where that poem was going. Uh, the poem declared itself over a reasonably, well, over several months, I would say. Um, The initial image was in my head, and it was very, very strong. I had visited my daughter, who was living in Andalusia in Spain at the time, and she was living in a, a village called Olula, where it is the case that the marble is so plentiful there that the streets are made of marble. like It's the cheapest material there. And I thought there was something entirely magical about that and there was a cafe there with a, a, a woman who appeared to be immigrant seemed more south american than spanish and then of course there's a peculiar a particular relationship between spain and uh, south america there's a colonial relationship there as well so i was kind of very Taken by the idea of being in this extraordinary place, where the whiteness of the marble contrasted with the color of the woman's skin, and there was something very exotic about the place. It was a very hot place, and I, I, I'd written up that, but I didn't know I didn't know where it was going, and it took a while before it linked up to the image of the man drowning going across. Um, the border into America and yeah, it's, it just, I I suppose it's like uh, uh, each poem is its own tuning fork Uh, 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 and it has to set a note for you. Um, But the note doesn't sound at all initially um, and then it doesn't become clear for quite some time, but then at some stage some things start to chime and you realize that's the note, and you try and find a way to follow that. And I'm very slow with these things usually, so it it very often takes me a long time. And I find that whereas I was writing much, much shorter poems uh, early on in my time writing poems, the poems have got a bit longer, and there's a bit more room to bring in maybe more, more than one note. And uh, I, I like that, uh, not least because it, it it gives me more material to physically move around the place. Um, I, I envy sometimes painters that they have this material that they can put on a canvas and they can physically mix it and then they can see what it looks like. And, you know, I, I feel like in a way, if you have enough words on the page that you can scratch out or move around or put beside each other in different ways that might be approaching what visual artists do so if you have a lot of words and a slightly longer, larger structure I, I'm, I'm more comfortable now than I used to be with the idea that something like that might take you months to resolve but it, it nearly always eventually tells you what it's trying to say that's part of the fun I suppose as well.
0: Uh, could you read it again? Sure, yeah
1: Okay Okay. Termin. The Horacha Agaseu Sebio. Tom Marmor ho flourisha her malyasha. Go in a cosine dienta cafe at our rear ecturgin mana on Imigale. Milair gugunche en voort deri hail. Narum ground will Kush elephant fey so close last no. Will rea mehisachta. Er a gannuint a laurenshi, a frehait er winter na heite. Chulenshi, is dan a cruiske lawn la er a kyon. A suil, a a tashto, a rinne, good dinnet and slua, go inarige voer, her rain, the knock ood howl. Er a skyline was mohoir, to bale er vroach na houn. Tilen yarriger is preached to gar, Lalive katige her rome inine, Marvedish sheen to Koshthine, Sasaura Bwee. Lain our hulater on radio a raw, Nachfadanish, Gullahik and Yakair is Kudrimoig and Talov, Gullak for the Fallee, the Tatoka going addering is the Drorot Tatacht, and Picture Ho Bill. The Lyor of the Lord is the Lord, the is a Rio Grande, Lord, the a the Lord, on Lord, the I the Lord, 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 the on dinna. If I dare non Sanctuary Marble is so plentiful here the footpaths are made of white stone around a cafe run by an immigrant woman a solid citizen from elsewhere. She and the tree with the elephant's foot in the square outside seem untroubled by the fact there are traces of some other place in the thick dialect she speaks as she serves the locals. She walks as slowly as though she had a full picture on her head as her majestic eyes travel from face to face in the crowd to the ocean that is miles away over the crest of those mountains. The screen in front of me there's a man in a red t-shirt and short pants face down beside the river. One arm around his daughter as though they were stretched on a beach on a perfect summer's day. If they not heard the radio declare it won't be long now till the ice melts and the earth dries. Till the walls we have built between us and whatever evil lies ahead are toppled. The picture is so real You'd swear you could reach out across the flood and the Rio Grande, shake him by the shoulder and tell him in the thick dialect of your eyes and hands. They're waiting for him and his brown daughter in a town white as marble where a woman is patiently waiting on every stranger who comes looking for respite from the strange weather of the human heart the length and breadth of Ireland away from the sea its salt tears without frontiers
0: Thank you for listening to the Fingal Poetry Festival podcast Subscribe now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts And don't forget to spread the word Send a message in a bottle, tell your friends down the pub or write to us on Twitter at fingal poetry the fingal poetry festival takes place in north county dublin every september and to find out more about the festival and to purchase tickets please visit fingal kindly supported by fingal county council and the arts council capacity support building scheme thank you for listening